Over 60,000 songs are added to Spotify every day, and I'm here to make sure you don't miss any of the good ones. From independent artists just starting out to seasoned vets in the industry, this interview-style podcast highlights artists whose music you don't want to miss. Make sure to follow along to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to hear tracks from artists featured on the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we're speaking with Blue to Tiger. I think Blue to Tiger is so freaking cool. She has made a name for herself due to her eclectic bass playing and has even hit the stage with the likes of Dominic Fike, Caroline Polachek, Chromio, Bleachers, and Fletcher, to name a few. She's been so busy this year. She literally played like every music festival known to man, and she is not slowing down because she's gearing up for her first ever full headlining U.S. tour. The tour kicks off at Royale in Boston on November 3rd, and she's literally on the road for like 35 days with minimal stops. I'm so looking forward to hearing what Blue has got in store for this tour, but before we get her on the line, you've listened to podcasts before, you know the drill. This episode is presented by BeatStars. BeatStars is the world's number one digital music marketplace to buy and sell beats. BeatStars allows music creators to sell their product worldwide from beats, loops, and sound kits to vocals, lyrics, graphic design, and video editing. Dozens of top charting songs from the past few years were actually made on BeatStars or created by BeatStars producers, including the literal longest-running number one song ever, Lil Nas X's Old Town Road. So whether you're an independent artist, singer, songwriter, rapper, A&R, or label, there are millions of beats available to you on BeatStars in any genre or style. You can also distribute your music through BeatStars, making this a great all-in-one platform. BeatStars is free to use for beginners, but you know BeatStars is hooking our listeners up because Music You're Missing listeners can get a free one-month premium subscription to open their own virtual music store by going to beatstars.com mym and using the code MYMFREE. If you want to just head over to our Instagram page, at Music You're Missing, we have a link in the bio that explains everything. Again, that's beatstars.com slash MYM, and the code is MYMFREE. Blue to Tiger's face can be seen on the cover of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now. And if you head there, you can see her brand new single, Elevator, streaming at the top. Anyways, that's pretty much it for Music You're Missing. You can follow us too, but let's just kick it over to Blue to Tiger on Music You're Missing. We are joined with Blue to Tiger, who is gearing up for her first ever U.S. headlining full tour. Kicks off in Boston. How are we doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Are you you nervous at all or are you just like ready? I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. I mean, there's a lot of like prep still got to do and get into. But I have like a month, so this whole month is kind of just dedicated to like tour prep. But I'm excited. It's my first like tour bus tour as well, which is really fun. And yeah, like biggest venues obviously I've like ever played. Yeah. It's going to be really cool. It's going to be an experience. Yeah. I mean, you're doing a, a hometown show at Webster Hall. Yeah. It's like the sickest thing ever. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like, how does that feel? Like you obviously grew up going yeah. there. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Because that's like that venue specifically. I literally grew up like a few blocks away and I went to middle school like a few blocks away and I would always see um I saw so many shows there a bunch of shows there growing up it's just crazy yeah it's, it's such a cool venue yeah and when I was growing up I'd always be like oh these artists are like huge that play at Webster Hall like they ha- you have to be like he- like this is a big like it's a big venue it's like huge and now I'm like playing there so it feels like really weird that I'm like at that 
spot. I don't know. It just like doesn't feel like real almost. But yeah, I'm excited. It's like a lot of fun stops. El Rey in LA is gonna be really fun too. Wonder Ballroom's really cool. I don't know. Like all the venues are like sick. Yeah, that's so. So, like, what goes into shaping your tour? Obviously, you've got to figure out your lineup or your setlist, rather. But like, what type of role do you have in like the stage design and the lighting and stuff like that? Totally. Yeah. I mean, like, I do everything. Like, I'm definitely involved in everything. I'm very like perfectionist in oh, particular. Feel, yeah. But there's a lot of that goes into. It. I mean, just like the rehearsals and like, yeah, like the setlist and like having the songs come to life live is a total thing that I'm really into and like the musical direction of the whole tour. Um, and I have a really good musical director and we like work really closely. We're actually talking later today about tour stuff, but he's like funny because I'm always like, let's change everything. And like, <laughs> let's do this. Like, well, and he's like, what this already sounds really, cause we've been touring, you know, I've been like doing my show for, for since like the pandemic sort of like opened up. I've been like touring for like a year, I guess, kind of yeah, like non different I stuff. But now this like this new tour, like I want to make it feel fresh and stuff. So for people that have seen me before, it's like feels like a new experience. So, yeah, just like working on the set list and playing the songs in a really interesting, cool way that makes them, you know, come to life on stage. And then obviously, like, yeah, the lighting and the stage design is something we're working on now um, that I'm really excited about. Just to, like pair pair the visual with the music is going to be really cool. So I know that's a whole other element that that seems like so sick. people don't realize it's such like production the stage production is so is so important and I didn't realize like how important because I've never I've I mean obviously like haven't done my like real tour yet but like now I'm like very more uh more like aware I guess like when I go see shows or like I see stuff on Instagram of other artists like what everyone's production is and I'm like really inspired by what everyone's what everyone does and just figuring out the best and like logistically too, like how can we bring this stuff around? Like, should we get a stage piece? Should we get this sort of lighting? Should we do an led? What like just all these different things that I'm learning so much about because it's mm-hmm. such a different like world, but makes such a big difference when you go to a show, like you really want to see like an experience. It's not just the audio. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's you funny. Know? You mentioned people don't realize, and I think that's so accurate and you don't realize until you realize that someone isn't doing their lighting <laughs> like a, in a good exactly. way. <laughs> show up to a show and they're just up there alone like with nothing which is also cool and that's also a statement yeah uh, and i told and i respect that too that's another i was like there's a part of me that was like should i just like do it with not like no distraction like all, you have to just like listen and be there and like be present and experience and just like focus on like the music and stuff and i was like no nah, like i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna go all out and like make something crazy but I, that's totally like for certain for certain artists and certain music like that's that's like a sick way to go too um so yeah it's just it's just interesting to see like what everyone does and, and how that shapes the show and like affects it definitely so obviously you have tour on horizon you are yeah. soon to be by this time by the time this comes out elevator will already have dropped yeah the, the song that you release before you go on tour is kind of a big deal like you know you gotta yeah, give the fans some room to they they gotta get to learn it before you hit the road how did you know elevator was the next single i mean i made it in february is when we like wrote it officially and i always just like loved it and the people i made it with like we we made it that day and we were like this is sick like it's this so is just, fun like we're just like thanks man we we're just like <laughs> so excited about it and i feel like when you get that feeling right after you make something like it's for a reason because mm-hmm. it's not all the time that i feel that way you know like it's very you know it's kind of like rare to like make it and be like 
this is so dope. Or like, I don't know how it is for maybe other artists. Like that's like every song they make. But like, you know, I, I was just like, this is like really, I just like really liked it. And I was just like, this is cool. And like, it has everything, has all these like different cool elements and it's fun. And like the baseline's cool. And like the lyrics are fun. And it's just like a feel good song. Yeah. And I just like, I don't know. I just like the way it made me feel. So yeah, I made it in February and then kind of like sat on it. Cause I was like touring and traveling and then, yeah, this tour is coming up and like, I, you know, obviously want to put out more music before that starts. And I know this one's going to be really fun to play live. So yeah, I'm excited. So for context right now, I haven't been able to walk in a month. I broke my foot and I'm now in a boot so I can start walking. But I've been telling all my friends I'm going to be in like my party (laughs) renaissance. (laughs) I'm just going to be like full party mode as soon as I can walk. And when I heard elevator, I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is it. I need this. And like, obviously, your tracks with Chromeo are on like my hype playlist. So thank you for for saving it for me. You know, I'm so happy you feel that way. And we just shot, I guess by the time this comes out, the video will be out also, but we just shot like the sickest video for Elevator. I'm so hyped with how it turned out. Like, it's so sick. And it's just like really fun. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm so into it. Wait, tell me more. Tell me more. What's sick about it? I know. I don't know if I'm allowed to like say too much. It features a really cool cast of like extras and like fun. It's just like fun. And it's just like how I... Yeah, it's like a good like I don't want to say this early like almost like pregame track or like driving to a party in your car like blasted in your car like I don't know it's just like it's just fun dude I don't know no, sometimes you gotta just like fun shit <laughs> period <laughs> yeah but it also has like deeper meaning too when you like really think about it it's not all like it's not just like you know it also has like a deeper um, important message but oh I love the lyric I don't have it in front of me I'm just playing off memory here but like load me in a slingshot throw me to the moon i think that creates such a cool visual yeah dude yeah and it's like i mean the whole thing is like using elevator as like a metaphor for kind of like the ups and downs of life almost i know that sounds kind of like cheesy but it's true like we're always on this kind of like this up and down roller coaster like mood swings and then you get like a confidence boost and then someone puts you down and then like all this stuff and that's part of being an artist too it's like these constant highs and lows and i think i was just like inspired by that that visual of just like going up and down in an elevator and then kind of like getting off on different stops and like these different paths that we take and then the doors close to that and then something else opens in another world and then you're on the roof and then you're on the like just this kind of like metaphor of going up and down through these different things and also just being like no one can fuck with me like i'm on my path and like yeah load me in a slingshot like i can be a big shot too like i can just go and do my thing and like no one can i can just be in my elevator alone too and just like doing my shit you know no one can no one can get to me it's kind of the vibe that is so cool i mean that's definitely how i kind of viewed the song too so i'm, I'm glad Sick. i kind of got it right um glad. is the first time that you play this out gonna be the first night of tour in boston yeah. Oh, I hope shoot. It goes well. I hope people like it. Definitely. I mean, I will be there. So I will. <laughs> okay. So you're going to like sing all the work. You got to be like, guys, I know this one. Like, I will literally lead the pack there. Um, you yeah. have done stuff in Boston before. You you went to a base camp at, at Berkeley? I did. I did. Were you I went like to this in Boston? Camp. Yeah. It was um, the Victor Wooden uh, base workshop. 
I don't know if you know who Victor Wooden is, but he's like one of the best bass players in the world, probably. Cool. And he does what's really cool about him is he does these really like he's really good at like stage tricks. Like he kind of like he like throws the bass like around his back and like just does all this crazy stuff. Like his show is insane. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about I need to incorporate some like bass acrobatics <laughs> in my show. Like like just like play and then like whip it around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's so good at doing that. Um and he's just like an amazing player, but I was really into him when I was like, I guess I was, I don't know how, maybe like 15, 14, 15, 16 or something. And yeah, he was doing this like bass workshop and I went, I think I was like the only girl at the whole thing. It was like maybe me and one other girl and it was all these bass players and like all these dudes just like on bass, like all, all day. But it was really fun. It was in Bo- I love Boston. Boston's so cool. And it's cool. Like walking around Berkeley, it's such a, it's such a specific like energy and scene. I know. That's like, you don't get that like conservatory energy in many other places, you know? I, on the low, I kind of go there. Um, Berkeley? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm getting my master's there, but it's online. So like, I feel like I'm not a student. Um, but so yeah, like, when I go there, I'm like, Oh, I'm intimidated because I mean all, all of you guys are like the elite of musicians and then I'm here just like ah music business <laughs> that's not really cool though I'm sure they're like yo you're so cool you do music business like I'm sure they're you're like talking to Blue to Tiger you're so cool yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so funny Berkeley kids are cool the Berkeley kids are cool yeah well I mean obviously we just talked about bass I want to talk to you more about bass because you know nowadays i feel like it's not common that people are are getting the notoriety for like their actual instrumental musicianship how does it feel to like actually kind of get some clout for being a sick bass player (laughs) i mean it's crazy i mean it's so um like affirming of like my passion you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like that my passion like matters that makes sense 100%. 100%. It's like confirming that because I feel like when I was growing up, like, yeah, it is like rare, especially like bass. It is rare and it's not really known as a cool, cool instrument per se. I think now maybe it is because I'm trying to, I'm really trying to force that. But, <laughs> and I think it's really sick, obviously. But I think growing up, like, it wasn't as cool. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, whatever that means. But, I mean, I didn't even know what a bass was. Like, even, like, you you yeah, think exactly. you know, but you don't even know what it is. Really like yeah. yeah, it's just not, like, out there or, like, well-known. Mostly it's just, like, guitar, you know, piano, drums, like, whatever. Um, so when I was playing, like, I had a lot of people around me or just, like, a few people around me being, like, the ba- or, like, maybe not even saying it out loud, but I was just getting the energy that people would be, like, no one really, like, no one cares about the bass. Like, you should just, like sing or or like you know what i mean just like do you know like i I would just feel that energy sometimes from people and have actually had it said to me like a few times like when i was like making my own music and i was always like the baseline has to be sick and it has to be at the forefront and it has to be this and i always have to be playing it all the time and like i would have people be like no one like really like no one cares like you know and i was just like no like but i care yeah and now i think and i just stuck with it and now that like like you're even here telling me that like i'm like it's really like confirming that um like if you just kind of like stick with your passion and like your your joy and like spread that other people will feel that and be inspired by it so i think it's just really cool that um yeah it's happening and i feel like there's like a new like 
base community that's like rising and that you're literally spearheading i'm trying i'm really trying and i think yeah it's i think it's definitely one of my like main main goals in life (laughs) it's just to like expand this like yeah community because i didn't really have i don't really have that i guess um or at least i didn't really see anyone like play the bass and also like do other things with it like also like sing and like be a front person and like all that stuff i never really um there aren't that many examples of that yeah so it's, it's nice and it's like cool for maybe people coming up being like okay like i see blue is like she's like singing these songs and playing at the same time and all this other stuff like oh i can do that too like i don't have to like just sing or like just play guitar or like just play piano like i can kind of like do all these things i don't have to be in a box you know yeah i mean you also like whip your bass out during your dj sets which i think is so sick oh yeah that was crazy yeah that's crazy is that like first of all are you're obviously touring as a musician are you gonna tour as a dj too oh man that would be like fun maybe one day i'll do like a dj tour but yeah i mean nowadays i just do i do like dj sets like just like here and there i'm actually doing one tomorrow night um at this like private thing like i'll just do these rant i'll do these these things here and there and i love to um like at a bunch of the festivals i did this summer i would play like life is beautiful and bottle rock and um m3f and cross like a bunch of these festivals i did i would like play my normal festival set at like 5 p.m like whatever the time was and then like dj the after party at midnight or something which is really fun because then i get to kind of do both yeah um and I just play whatever I, I just play whatever I want. I mean, obviously it's kind of like funk and disco leaning, but I just like, I guess it's just, it's just fun. Um, and I'll like play my bass over it. But yeah, I mean, DJing like also part of my background, like in New York. So I think it's really cool that I also get to do it. And there was a time where I was like, I have to like choose one thing and I can't like make music and I can't do. And I was like really in my head about it. I was like, I should just like, be a DJ and just like play. And I just, or I should just like sit. Like, I just like didn't really know yeah. what was going on. And I think I just like stuck with everything and just like forged, forged ahead. And then it all kind of like clicked. And now I get to do everything that I love and it's like amazing. So I think that's a good learning lesson for anyone. Just like, just keep doing your thing, you know? Definitely good for you. I mean, it's definitely not easy to keep persisting when obviously you're, you're told other things, but good for you. Yeah. Obviously killing it. Thanks, man. Yeah, so, it was fun. Speaking of those festivals that you were at, first of all, I feel like you literally played every festival this summer. Every time I would <laughs> get like a, the notification of a new festival and see your name on it. Um, I saw that you took a fans be real in the middle of a, I don't know what festival it was, but in the middle of your set. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did do that. You know, that. you made like their whole entire life. I mean, that's sick. That's dope. I mean, it was so it was so fun, and that was like I feel I see a lot more people doing it now. Like I see like Harry Styles taking people's be real, which is so funny. Um, yeah, it was really it was really fun, and I remember I like did it twice. I did it twice because the first one was like blurry, so I took it <laughs> and I I took it and it was blur and like every all the I was like guys we're taking it and like all the people in the crowd all their hands were up like freaking out. And then I took it and then they all like, kind of like, they were like, okay, we took it. And then I took it again because it was, <laughs> it was blurry. So the actual one, everyone's just standing there like this because they thought it was like over <laughs> so the actual one. They like, don't like, they look like super serious. It's really funny. That's but, so yeah, funny. 
was fun. Are we a, yeah. are we a fan of Be Real? Yeah, I like it. I think it's really I think it's fun. I think anytime like a new social media comes out that's like kind of popping, it's like interesting and, and fun to see. But yeah, I I like it a lot. Yeah, I was gonna ask. I feel like, you know, I like Be Real so far because I feel like no one's tried to tap into it for it to become like a, a marketing scheme yet. Yeah, I'm curious when it's I'm curious like if and when it's gonna become like where people are like promoting things yeah. on it. You know what I mean? Or where people are getting paid to promote products on it, which I could see happening. Like, you know, you like paying like an influencer to have like, a, you know, a coffee company and they're, you know, yeah. that could happen. Yeah. But right now it's not like that, at least I don't think, which is kind of fun. It's just like, it's real, you know? It is real. And I love that. But, you know, if a brand came up to me and offered me money, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take it. I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably do it too, honestly. I'd probably do it. Uh, um, ever like, do you post, do you actually post like when it, when it comes up or do you like wait and post when you're doing something cool? Okay. So <laughs> I, that's my key question for people. I started out doing it authentically, but then when I broke my foot, literally every fucking time it would go off, uh, I'd be like, <laughs> paralyzed. So I'd kind of wait till I was doing something kind of fun. So people just weren't sad for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you do you post organically? I kind of it depends on the day. Sometimes I'm just like, I'll just do it in the moment. But then so, it's really fun when I'm actually doing something fun. Yeah, I get to like do something cool. I don't know. It kind of depends. Well, that's I true. Like to try, try to keep it real. It's usually like it's just it's either like me in the studio or me like on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> or be like backstage at a festival and like in the catering. Like it's literally only that. Like. That's so, so funny. Yeah. I mean, I think I would, it, it would be tough for me. Like if I know I have something cool to do, I'm like, Oh, I should just wait. Like, I know sometimes I, sometimes I, I am guilty of just being like, okay, I have like a show later. Like I'm going to try to do it during the show, but I don't have it. Mine isn't public. It's just yeah. for my homies and my friends, which I, which I like because I don't have anything else. That's like just for my same for the tight knit crew crew you know well blue obviously you know you've already had a very impressive career and the upward trajectory is only going to continue so i'm curious like i said you literally played at every festival that's ever been <laughs> out <laughs> like what other career goals do you have um i mean i think this tour is like a big one that i get to check off the list after it happens like first real headline tour um there's like definitely other big venues that I want to play. Like the ultimate is like Madison Square Garden or Barclays Center, obviously mm -hmm. in New York where I grew up. So that's like the ultimate, ultimate dream on the pedestal. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like little stuff. I mean, I'd love to play like SNL. Like I did with, with bleachers. Yeah. I saw um, that. That's so sick. So sick, which was like a big, like bucket list thing. Um, and now I'd love to do it obviously like with my own music. So that's a big thing I want to do. Um, yeah, any of like the late night shows. I love late night. I haven't played on any of those yet. I want to do a tiny desk concert. I want to do like a tiny elevator concert, like a tiny desk, but for elevator. That would be for, like elevator so cool. music. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to keep like putting out music. Oh, my album. That's a big one. My debut album that I've been working on. So that's going to be out. I won't say when. <laughs> um, so I don't want to. Yeah uh because i don't want to say something and then like it comes out later you know yeah of course um yeah my album i just want to keep yeah just keep 
just keep doing stuff. Hell yeah. Keep being real, you know, just <laughs> keep being real. We, we just keep going up. Um, so uh, that was kind of my segue to end it, but I do, that brought up a good question actually. So when you're playing like kind of notable things in like high stakes shows, for example, you know, playing with Jack Antonoff at SNL, is your mindset a little different during the set or are you just like cool, calm and collected always? Um, no, I definitely get nervous. I definitely get nervous sometimes. I just did this. I just played at the, um, Forbes 30 under 30 summit, which was really sick. Another yeah. like thing. And I played right before Kygo. And it was interesting because everyone there, everyone at the summit, um, I mean, you can buy a ticket, but it's a lot of like 30 under 30 lister, like people who are on the list and who have been on the list previous year. So it's a lot of like really interesting, really talented, really smart people. And I was nervous for that. I was nervous for that, even though like maybe it was like a smaller group of people. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like if you know that people in there are like dope, I mean, everyone's dope that comes to shows, but you know what I mean? Like it was, I was like, this is like kind of like, I was like, oh, I'm at the Forbes. This is the Forbes event right now. And I'm fine. Like I was definitely nervous. Um, yeah, SNL, SNL, I feel like I wasn't as nervous because I was just playing and I was like there almost to support Bleachers and Jack. Um, but I think if I, if I go on like with my own music, I would be like throwing up, like I'd be so freaked out, (laughs) but then I would find a way to like, yeah, keep it chill. But yeah, I mean, I think nerves are just a way of like showing that you care. Um, and then usually like I step, like I'll be like a little bit nervous and I'll step on stage and it just like goes away after like a, like a second yeah. you're just like adrenaline and you've done it so many times. And it's almost like muscle memory at that point. That makes sense. But yeah, the mindset is just like, just like present in flow vibes. When the day comes and you're on SNL, just bring some thumbs. We don't want you throwing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd probably be like a big no. scandal. That'd, that'd make you go Yeah, no, hopefully by then, like I'll just be chill. But I think like at this moment I did, I would be like freaked. But I think like by the time it comes up, I'll just be like, I'll be like, I got this. You got it. You know? Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. I'm so stoked to see you at Royale in Boston, your first night of tour. Bring the homies. Bring the the Berkeley homies. I will. I will. We'll we'll sing Elevator for you. Yeah, perfect. Perfect.